0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills.
1: There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that
0: exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
2: With lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. From 1 to 4 p.m., the debut of the John Cobalt Show. And, of course, I'm sure everybody will be happy to have John back in the chair. Tim Conway coming up at uh, 4 o'clock, of course. And, by the way, I'll be in for Gary and Shannon uh, right after Christmas, the 27th, 8th, and 9th. and looking forward to that as well. Uh, Let's talk about this hour as well. And I'm going to tell you about some places not to visit in Southern California. And the last orange grove in the valley is threatened. We'll get into all of that in just a bit. I saw this story and it occurred to me, we just did, I just told you if you hear at the end of the last hour about this amazing new technology, this company's testing in Detroit where they buried inductive charging coils in the asphalt and it charges electric vehicles while you're driving on them. Okay, that's the upside of technology. Here's a downside. There are apps called, I guess, Nudify. You've heard of Spotify, right? Well, this is Nudify. And I guess there's all kinds of apps that you can go and sign up for. You pay to use them. And you upload an image of somebody that you would like to see naked, and then you can see that person naked. AI creates an image of that person nude. Uh, and I'm not really sure why. Well, people are doing it for all kinds of reasons, including sextortion. They they can send it to people and then say, unless you pay me with you know crypto, uh, I'm going to distribute this to whoever. I think most people would say, what kind of nonsense is this? That's not me. I didn't take that picture. I wasn't in that pose. I can't even get my leg up like that. You know, <laughs> I got a crick in my shoulder. If I tried to do that, I'd be in traction. Uh, but whatever. Apparently, there's a whole bunch of these things. One company that I'm not even going to give you the name of it because why encourage it? But it's called an undressing app. And it used language in its ad to suggest that customers could create nude images and then send them to the person whose image was digitally undressed, uh, which is basically, it's just harassment. And, you know, it's kind of inevitable that this would be the case with AI because you know, pornography has driven the bus of all the visual technologies. I mean, I think if you go back to cave paintings – you could find, you know, Og the caveman, you know, scratching a, a picture of the hot cave woman, you know, across the street on the wall of a cave somewhere. But when when home video recorders started and and VHS tapes, everybody liked to think, oh, yes, everybody's going to be, uh, you know, renting a copy of Casablanca because they want to watch, you know, Ingmar Bergman and Humphrey Bogart saying, frankly, my dear, oh, that's uh, gone with the wind. Uh, we'll always have Paris. Uh, but uh the reality is is that it was uh, recording kinky bedroom videos was I, and and watching porn was a huge driving engine of the home video market now the home video people didn't like to talk about it but that was true and then along came the internet and who needs vhs tapes or dvds when you can just download anything you want from anywhere in the world all the time whatever bizarre uh kink you have you can find uh, someone to scratch that itch online. Everybody knows this, right? Well, now AI comes along and uh, the technology I- I- is inevitable. We've been warned about deep fake videos for a long time where you can make a video of uh, Joe Biden saying anything or Donald Trump. Actually, you don't have to you don't have to make a video of Joe Biden or or Donald Trump saying anything. They pretty much either say it accidentally or deliberately and don't care. But you know what I mean? You could make a video now. The technology exists to take a video of a public figure and and make it look like they're doing a commercial for a product. Tom Hanks has spoken out and, and, and gone to court to try to stop people from using his image and video image of him endorsing products that he has nothing to do with, knew nothing about. And now it, it literally could be used uh, to harass kids in high school or middle school or grammar school, who knows, uh, with deep fake videos. So the technology is just, you know, Dwight Eisenhower said something uh, many moons ago uh, in the nuclear age about how, and I'm paraphrasing, not quoting, but he talks about the nuclear threat. And he said, uh, in essence, our ability to destroy ourselves has has uh, a, has leaped beyond our capacity to even comprehend it, and that's really what's happening with the technological revolution: that the the ability of uh, the digital universe to be manipulated and create new realities and imagery that's so realistic that people can't even tell. There's no way to really tell unless they're they can do the digital forensics on it, get into the metadata. And really analyze it, that it's a fake versus reality. And the ability to put this stuff globally and impact lives at a very granular level is enormous. And it could be used for good, but it threatens jobs. That was one of the big issues in the writer strike and the actor strike. Uh, and, and, you know, where the studios wanted to, you know, uh, have perpetual usage of people's uh, faces that they could manipulate into background actors For a century to come or beyond, they never have to hire anybody again. The technology is incredible, but used it to, uh, you look at the pressures that young people are under right now uh, with sexting that goes on. And young girls are pressured to do it or they use it because it's one way to get uh, popular. Uh, Of course, only a young person would think that's a way to get popular, but it's true. Uh, All the pressures have been documented. We've talked about it a thousand times. You've read all kinds of articles and seen news reports about this. If you're a parent, you know that this is a constant threat. If you have a young girl in the house uh, and you have to constantly monitor what their social media usage is and pray that they're not falling victim to this. And now there's new tools that are that are out there. And this has gone up according to a company called Grafica that uh, it's a marketing company that studies this stuff. The number of links advertising undressing apps increased by more than 2,400% on social media, including on X and Reddit. According to the researchers, the services use AI to recreate an image uh, so that the person is nude and many of the services only work on women. Undoubtedly, there'll be a market for men as well. These apps are part of the trend of non-consensual pornography being developed and distributed because of advances in AI. It's a type of fabricated media known as deepfake photography. Its proliferation runs into serious legal and ethical hurdles because there's no actual laws against it. Because here's the challenge. And we've had this story attached to child pornography as well. Is it actually child pornography if it's a digitally created image? In other words, it's not an actual child. It's just it looks exactly like a child. So who is the victim? Well, the potential victim is any child who runs into the person who's addicted to the app and to the technology. But that's a lot of steps. That's a lot of dots that have to be connected in order to make a prosecutable offense out of it. So, you know, it's the, I guess it's the age old, it's the age old lesson that when a new technology comes along, the actual intention of the inventor is one thing, but how is it applied is another Uh, I am reminded uh, of of a story that uh, Orville Wright of the Wright Brothers fame told many moons ago that uh, when the airplane, when they invented the airplane, they didn't see it as a weapon of war. They understood that it would be a powerful tool and could be used for for illicit purposes or purposes they didn't intend. But they actually got a peace medal from a French peace society because At the turn of the last century when the airplane was a newborn, wars were fought by surprise attacks and outflanking the enemy army. Uh, But now that the airplane existed, you always knew where the other army was. You could fly up 1,000 feet and you could see over the next uh, hillside. You could see exactly where everybody was. Well, guess what happened in World War I? Uh, they, uh, They always knew where the other army was. So they dug trenches and lobbed gas canisters at each other for four years and killed 20 million people. Because no one could ever get a tactical advantage over the other one. Well, the Wright brothers didn't see that happening when they invented the airplane. And the people who were dazzled by seeing these guys flying around the racetrack of Le Mans and then at Fort Myer, Virginia with the first public flights, they were dazzled by it. They thought it was a miracle. They didn't look at it as a potential weapon of mass destruction, which it quickly became. And, uh, you know, that's what happens with new technologies. You have the intended purpose and the potentiality for it to be a blessing to mankind, and then people who pervert the purpose for awful reasons. the movie Oppenheimer, which got a whole basket full of Golden Globe nominations along with Barbie, it talks about the moral dilemma that Oppenheimer and the scientists working on the Manhattan Project wrestled with because they understood That the Germans, the Nazis were working on this and they couldn't allow that to happen. They couldn't allow the Nazis to get this weapon. So we had to beat them to the punch. And then after the weapon was proved practicable, Hitler was already dead. There are a lot of people in the nuclear community in the United States who said, well, let's not use it then. Let's not use it. But meanwhile, Truman had to make a decision. I'm going to have to order uh, US servicemen to a mainland mainland invasion of Japan, but I got this weapon that they're telling me could end the war in one fell swoop. So what do I do? So he he authorized the use of the weapon. Uh, and uh, it's been controversial ever since then. But if you talk to the, the people who were going to have to go to Japan, my father-in-law was one of them. He was a Battle of the Bulge a veteran, but he was going to be one of those guys that was going to have to go to Japan and he went to his grave uh, never questioning the wisdom of truman's decision so the the these technologies open up moral dilemmas we have seen this time and time again in the digital age with things like genetic mutations stem cells uh being able to uh uh, do a boutique uh, genetic design where people want a blue eyed child so they can literally go in and manipulate the DNA so that the child is born with blue eyes. It is man playing God. Uh, and every one of these technologies has a practical utility. And then somebody's saying, hey, what if we could make that hot chick down the block and we could get you some nude pictures right in your home for $9.99 a month? And people go, oh, yeah, give me some of that. So that's the world we're living in. All right, tomorrow, the John Cobalt Show, right here from 1 to 4 p.m. And if you're looking for uh, last-minute Christmas gifts, may I uh, suggest, humbly suggest, a copy of my novel, Frank Shadow, which is available, signed copy, actually personalized, shipped for free wherever the hell you want it sent, uh, at DougMcIntyre.com, or you can get a regular copy at Amazon.com, of course. And at uh, good bookstores like Vromans in Pasadena, Pages in Manhattan Beach, Bookstar in Studio City, David K. Books in Woodland Hills, where I was on Saturday, and a whole bunch of you nice people came out to say hello, which is lovely. Anyway, go get a copy of Frank Shadow, if you will, uh, and uh, then Santa can come to my house. That's how it works, because if you don't get my book, there's going to be some, a lot of tears shed on Christmas morning at my house. Can't even get coal. Uh, Anyway, uh, all that coming up. Uh, So uh, here's a place not to visit. Did you see the story that Fodors, the travel magazine, issued places not to go in America? And the San Gabriel National Monument here in Southern California was on the list because of gangs, trash, and graffiti. Now, how did we break the out of doors? How did we ruin that? I mean, it's amazing how many things that we do manage to touch and destroy, like simple things like sidewalks, absolutely incapable in the city of Los Angeles of putting sidewalks down and not have them end up like uh, you need a Sherpa to go down the block. You know, good luck if you're a handicapped person or you've got a baby stroller and you're walking on a sidewalk. I've got a sidewalk over on a street near my house in the West Valley that you literally, you would need, you need a grappling hook. To walk that sidewalk. Uh, and and the city says, oh, we'll fix it. We can fix them. It'll take us 88 to 100 years to fix the sidewalks. I'm not making that number up. They actually said that a couple years back. Uh, so now maybe it's only 98 years to get the sidewalks fixed. But anyway, apparently the San Gabriel National uh, Forest, a national monument, has been spray painted. It's littered with trash and gang members. And they say, eh, you might not want to go there. And I've always been fascinated by this of people who go to pretty places and and ruin it because you see it a lot. You'll see people will pack, you know, a backpack with lunches and, you know, something to drink and they'll go for a hike and then they eat lunch at some beautiful place. And they'll take all kinds of pictures of how beautiful this is with them smiling with their arms around the mountain vista in the background. And then they walk down the mountain. they leave all the garbage on the mountain trail. It's like why would you do that? It's Well, it's all about you. The last orange grove in today's Los Angeles Daily News. There's a 12-acre orange grove in Woodland Hills, right on the line between Woodland Hills and Tarzana. And uh, people have been gunning for it for a while because it's open space. And any open space, of course, people want to plow it under and build on it. Usually townhomes that cost a couple million dollars. Well, apparently, that's what's planned for the last commercial orange grove in the San Fernando Valley. And that's kind of a, a sea change, isn't it? That's uh, that's kind of a turning point. That's the end of an era. If it actually happens this time, who knows what will end up. It'll end up in court. Everything does. But uh, once that, pretty much all that was in the San Fernando Valley was Orange Groves. It's like you go down to the city of Orange in Orange County, beautiful city of Orange where Chapman University is. I used to call it the University of Expensive because our youngest went there, the old U of E. Whew. University of Expensive, beautiful campus. And there's the Citrus Exchange building in downtown Orange from when that was the economy. When people are growing oranges and lemons, etc. And that was where you went to make your deals. Well, the last commercial Orange Grove in the San Fernando Valley is on the chopping block. Literally the chopping block. With a developer once wants to put a bunch of luxury homes there. So we'll see how that plays off. Oh, this story. I wanted to get you this story. Uh, Dana gave this to me just before we came on the air. A Russian man flew from Europe to LAX. Have you seen this story? Uh, have you seen this one, Deborah? No. Okay. Uh, this happened a month ago, but we're just learning about it now. A Russian man flew from Europe to LAX without a passport, a visa, or a plane ticket. Apparently, Sergei Ojugovic. Uh, Sergei Vladimirovich Ochigava. He faces a charge of being a stowaway on an aircraft on November 4th that came from Denmark to L.A. Now, here's the thing. You think of a stowaway, you think somehow got into baggage or one of those crazy people that grabs onto the landing gear and goes up into the wing where it's minus 60 degrees. You don't usually see those people live. But that's not what this guy did. Somehow he got on the plane. The flight crew interacted with him. They fed him two meals. At one point, he was eating some chocolates that were supposed to be for the flight crew. He was talking to other passengers from his, he kept changing seats, by the way. Nobody seemed to object to him doing that. And here's the thing. He didn't get caught until he landed at LAX and had to go through uh, passport control, customs. And he didn't have anything. He had no paperwork. He did have an ID, but he had no paperwork of any kind. And he couldn't explain how he did it. He didn't remember, for instance, why he was in Copenhagen. Right. There's a there's a, there's something going on here that <laughs> kind of makes you want to get him booked for the next show, don't you? You might come on, we want to get him on the show if we can track him down. Anyway, he managed to fly with no ticket of any kind and have, apparently, a lovely flight from Copenhagen to Los Angeles. All right, let's go get Ah, the rest of those headlines. It is kind of unbelievable.
0: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything
2: now you want to get mixed up in the family business
0: introducing the godfather at champakacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather
2: now at champakacasino.com welcome to the family
0: vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus
2: the uh, john Cobalt show uh, debuts right here on KFI, and may it live long and prosper. So I'm sure it will. Conway at four o'clock. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, now this is McIntyre, by the way, and it's been fun hanging out here for a couple of days, getting to work uh, with everybody over here. Playing. This place has a lot of paper clips, by the way. This paper clip's all over the place. I've made about uh, $300,000 in paper clips. <laughs> Uh, by just scooping them into my bag. I'm never buying another one the rest of my life. I want to quickly go back. I've brought it up a bunch of times. The Elon Musk allowing Alex Jones back onto Twitter. And the uh, the president of Penn being shoved out the door for her failure. Uh, to uh, take uh, meaningful action against the student and faculty members. Who are basically pro-Hamas and calling for genocide against the Jews. And the issue of. Uh, free speech and First Amendment uh, rights, especially on college campuses. Uh, Andrew Sullivan is superb, always interesting. Even if you disagree with him, Andrew Sullivan is always worth reading. And he wrote a piece about this, about uh, President Gay's uh, comments before uh, the Congress on the anti-Semitism on campuses. And I want to read you just a couple of paragraphs because it really does lay out the absurdity of what's going on on, uh, on elite college campuses. He wrote, quote, in the hearings, President Gay actually said with a straight face that, quote, we embrace a commitment to free expression, even of views that are objectionable, offensive, hateful, close quote. This is the president whose university mandates that all students attend a Title IX training session where they are told that, quote, fatphobia and cis-heterosexism are forms of violence and that using the wrong pronouns constitutes abuse. This is the same president who engineered the ouster of a law professor, Ronald Sullivan, simply because he represented Harvey Weinstein. This is the same president who watched a brilliant and popular professor, Carol Hooven, be effectively hounded out of her position after a public shaming campaign by one of her department's uh, diversity uh, uh, inclusion, uh, diversity, diversity, DEI enforces Jeez. (laughs) and a mob of teaching fellows because Hooven dared to state on television that biological sex is binary. Uh, This is the president of a university which ranked 248th out of 248 colleges this year on free speech, and Penn was the 247th, according to the Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression. Harvard is a place where free expression goes to die. So while the presidents of these universities talk about how they they don't... uh, Uh, they don't punish people for free expression and they encourage free expression, have all kinds of mandates and codes that repress free speech and the uh, dissemination of ideas. You see, it's not a double standard. It's a single standard. It's their standard, period, whatever their standard is. And if you are deemed an oppressor, then you have no free speech rights. If you are deemed as a victim or an oppressed group or individual, then you have all the power when it comes to free speech enforcement on college campuses. And uh, this is what we're dealing with in in the modern world, is uh, try, especially in America, where there are first amendment rights. And we have historically had a great latitude on free speech rights, which is the way it should be. Look, uh, I'm in the free speech business, both as a newspaper columnist and as a talk show host. We uh, we encourage the widest latitude of the diversity of of opinions, but there is a point at which your free speech rights end, and that usually is the tip of someone's nose. Because when your free speech leads to somebody uh, being acted upon violently. And in this day and age, if you're on a college campus calling for the murder of other people, which is what has been going on, when people chant from the river to the sea, what they're saying is Israel can't exist and the people, the Jews living there, uh, have to go. Well, you couldn't, you can't imagine uh, any other group uh, where that could be said on a college campus and it would be okay. And yet apparently that's the case and many, many colleges and, and institutions of higher learning. So uh, we'll see whether or not the president of Harvard, Claudine Gay, survives with her job. Penn's president, Liz McGill, is out. Uh, Pamela Nadal, Nadal excuse me, of American University at MIT president, Sally Kornbluth, are all feeling the heat after their dismal uh, sort of uh, parsing of words before Congress on December 5th. Uh, Quick story, too, just in case, just to throw this into the mix, as you you may have heard, because I know that John and Ken talked about this a lot, on how it's getting harder and harder to get fire insurance in the state of California because of the wildfires and vandalism, frankly, because we don't prosecute all the homeless people who set fires on doorsteps of businesses. A lot of small businesses can't get fire insurance for their businesses. Well, car insurance, equally difficult to get, much more expensive and harder and harder to get. And the insurance agencies, the insurance companies, are saying that one of the reasons are, of course, regulations. And I love this, by the way, that uh, the insurance department is now in the middle of setting new regulations for fire insurance, as well as some of the biggest insurance having pulled out of California. That's led to skyrocketing premiums, and some homeowners have said that they can't afford. So Governor Newsom issued an executive order in September directing the insurance commission of Ricardo Lara to try to solve the problem. I love that concept that you could issue an executive order saying, hey, try to fix this. <laughs> well, it's his job, but you're going to issue an executive order to say, try to fix this. And thereby, I guess Gavin Newsom would say, look what I did. I issued an executive order. But apparently it is, again, California is one of only four states that requires insurance to sell insurance to quote-unquote good drivers and is the only state that requires insurance to offer a good driver 20% discount. And the insurance companies obviously saying you're one of only four. got a lot of people driving. Uh, And you define good driving, by the way, as the past three years have had no more than one point on their record within that period. And you qualify as a good driver in the state of California, which makes it more expensive. Tomorrow, the John Cobalt Show uh, debuts right here at uh, KFI AM 640, and at 4 o'clock, climbing off of his deathbed... Thank you, ...getting buddy. over Thank the monkeypox or the Thank Ebola, whatever it was you had this time. I think I had tic-tac-teeth.
1: You know what that is? No, I don't. Yeah, it's an Irish thing. Too much inbreeding going on. <laughs> oh, man.
2: How did yeah. I not have that? Yeah. Was this on? Who me, be sainted mother?
1: Um, <clears throat> no, I was sick the first day on Wednesday, and then Thursday and
2: Friday were vacation days. Oh, so you just didn't... Well, yeah. you couldn't be sick on vacation days. No! I got hit the track. <laughs> you know, I just heard the... Uh, I just heard the promo where you're talking about the last time you played golf. You hit a no bucket of golf that's balls true. and you left the golf club. I was in the car with you. <laughs> well, I can,
1: right. I can absolutely right. okay. verify. All right, yeah, it was uh, it was up in uh, we were we were I playing. I was in Sino. Uh, it, it was well, no, wasn't at Balboa. It, it was it was actually in Westlake. Remember, we went out to Westlake. We rented a cart, and then uh, Mike O'Connell flipped the cart, and we got all got in trouble for that. It was on the way home from there. Right as we we're passing through Encino, you're right though. It was through it was Encino, right, yes, right at Balboa. Right. That's, That's when exactly you remembered
2: right. that you didn't have your golf. Cups. I remembered
1: that my golf clubs were left at the course. I never slowed down.
2: Yeah. There's said, somebody so else problem? Should we go problem. back and get them? And he said no. And you never went back. To get <laughs>
1: somebody them. else's problem now. <laughs>
2: but it's 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 it's, it, it's a
1: sport for for guys who like punishment. You know, because you're 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 good
2: only about one to
1: two percent of the time.
2: It's a stupid game. It's the object of the game is to play it as little as possible. Like for instance, if you shoot a sixty-three, you've had an amazing round. <laughs> That's but right. if you shoot one hundred and eight, right, you, you stink. But the guy who shot sixty-three played less golf. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so if you play zero, you and I now today are fantastic golfers. Yeah, we got a zero.
1: I'm not a a big fan of of the outdoors either, as you can see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a. Uh, the great I, indoors. Mediterranean complexion is. You know,
2: nice. the outdoors is online.
1: <laughs> is that right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. You can yeah, download exactly. it. You can yeah.
2: download anything outdoors. You can download. That's exactly right. Hey, uh, I uh, your book
1: signing was Saturday.
2: Did I did a, one on Saturday. Do you have a big uh, turnout? We huge. There's people still in line.
1: Okay. By the way. I'm not gonna read it because I don't. I don't read no, a lot. No, you don't read things. Somebody asked me to write a book, and I go write it. I don't even read it. Well, I that's one?
2: why you work at KFI because the station only has
1: three letters. That's in exactly end. right. But uh, Frank's secret, right? Frank no, Shadow. Shadow. Frank right, Shadow. Right, right. But Frank has a secret. There's a secret in the that's book. That's correct. What is it?
2: I can't tell you.
1: Oh my God! You know, you know what? Shannon Farron won't tell me either. She read the book and she won't tell me. I
2: know. I'll tell you off the air. You will. And and you know why I can tell you off the air? Why? Because you won't remember. It. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's correct, man. I uh, remember it, so it'll be totally. safe. what are you doing today? By the way, you going to do the radio show? No, nah, we got we the. the book looks oh, you like got the book everything. there. Okay, yeah. wow. Yeah, that's what
1: Look at like, you, yeah. buddy. Yeah, that's uh, classic. You sell a lot of them on Saturday. Yeah, we did. We did okay. Yeah, yeah. you didn't leave early and pissed off.
2: No, I stayed. Yeah. I stayed to the bitter end. But but key word there is bitter. Buddy. Have you
1: left early and been pissed at a book
2: signing? No, I have not. Oh. Uh, although, wait a second, I did leave early once, and I realized I shouldn't have because I got, like, angry emails from people saying <laughs> I came. Like, So now I realize whatever time. That was the Barnes & Noble
1: and Burbank you left correct. early because
2: I showed up. Oh, no.
1: At, like, uh, you know, quarter to four, and he's like he's gone. He's he gone. left a couple of signed books here, and take one, and go door, home. Right. Uh, we've got... Uh, um, we, I don't know what we got. We got the... Uh, well, give me, me the thing. I'll look. Yeah, I'll Ota- yeah. oh, hear you. I know he
2: doesn't want to read. Let me let me do a promo. Give me the thing. This is what you're doing? This is what we're doing. Okay, you got some giveaways. Oh, oh two tickets. No, at the same Encino Woo! gas station. They hit $395 million, so you got that gas okay, station.
1: Okay, but but you know what? I have a theory on that. You know, you can play that ticket twice. You just have to check the wrong box, and it'll spit it out twice. So that's what happened. There's no way a guy... Pay, there's no way two different guys... Pick the same number at the, at the gas station.
2: Here's another uh, memorable Tim Conway Jr. scene uh, from our past. I remember when I, uh, that liquor store over in Camarillo, we had gone in to buy whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I go yeah. out to the car, and you wouldn't come out of the store. And I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I go back into the store, and honest to God, people, this is what he's saying. He's talking to the guy behind the counter, and he's saying, hey, if you guys sold a winning lottery ticket here... <laughs> But the guy who you sold it to doesn't have the ticket anymore. That's a true story. Would you remember that you sold could it? You, could you prove that you sold the ticket? I go, are you actually trying to talk this guy into con- convincing him that he sold you a winning lottery ticket that you don't have?
1: You remember that day I, I showed up at your house and I go, buddy, what is your signature? Oh, yeah. Look what's, like?
2: you, what's your handwriting look yeah, like? Yeah.
1: That's There's never any good news. And nothing legal. Know, I, Speaking of liquor stores, I was at uh, Seal Beach. A guy named Joe owned a liquor store in Seal Beach. And for three years every day i went down and played the uh the numbers there but they're the they're like the uh, the bingo numbers they come out every 20 minutes or so uh-huh. you know the, the the power ball not the power ball whatever those things are called and for three years i'm playing my birthday. you know and then he's playing his numbers and i said why don't we combine them for a six number card maybe we can hit so he gives me his three numbers they're exactly my three numbers it's his birthday. it's exactly my birthday two idiots for three years Played our birthdays and didn't know it. <laughs> and
2: didn't win. Same numbers. And didn't win.
1: Yes, we always played the same numbers and didn't win. <laughs> God almighty. What, what are the odds of that? Well, the odds of that are pretty high. Yes. Uh, all, right. all right. And Sears is opening up in Burbank I, again. Did you see that? Yes. I saw that
2: story, too. We're what are go- they selling?
1: Yes, I don't know. The last bed. Are they going to be the last keep, tub, the they, last bed? Are
2: they going to bring back uh, Craftsman bras or whatever it is? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Craftsman's a great tool. They I now understand. they you know
1: they sold it they to sold Lowe's. They sold that right. Yeah. They,
2: still, they still got Kenmore though. That's
1: right. Yeah. yeah. And exactly. Ted
2: Williams fishing boat. I love Sears. It's where America shopped. You know, it had um, Sears had the table, the gift of last resort table. When you were yes. desperate for yes. Christmas gifts, they had that table by the door that yep. had nail clippers perfume and emery boards yep. and things like that Key and it was stuff that nobody wants gloves and you would and if you received it you clearly are a person
1: I, that nobody cares about I remember going to that table and I saw a glove not two, just one.
2: <laughs> well, listen, amputees, need <laughs> would love to.
1: Just uh, one glove. Ding dong. Buddy, thanks for filling in, man. You sound great on the happy air.
2: happy to be here. All oh, right, you're la- the best. ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Conway Ding coming dong. Ding Dong. Let's is go, right. buddy. Okay, and let's go to the 24-hour KFI newsroom, and here's Michael Crozier.
0: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City.